Hey everybody, welcome back to Coffee Connections. My name is Seth Weiner and I am your rocktioneer. Coffee Connections, insights with innovators, talking to folks, those innovators in the Atlanta nonprofit world. Uh, I hope everyone's doing well. It's another gorgeous day. I mean, seriously, like Coffee Connection days are like gorgeous days. I don't know what's up, uh, but it's a great day. I'm feeling good. I hope you're feeling good. I said this on the last show and I'm going to say it again. If you're a nonprofit, Get a plan B together, folks. Don't go into this season blindsided uh, with blinders on and and with fear. Go in there with confidence. Take a minute. Figure out a plan B. Are you going to go hybrid on your event? What does hybrid even mean? Um, Just have a plan B. There's no reason to go into it because you don't want to lose the supporters and you want to make sure your supporters are comfortable and can engage and give to your cause and also be up to date with what's going on with your cause. So check out hybrids. There's so many different ways to do it. Uh, and look, I'm going to tell you right now, if you go to a production company, you're going to get a, you're going to give you a bill for $20,000 and it doesn't have to be that expensive. There's all different ways to do it. Now at the $20,000 level, you're going to get what you pay for, but there are ways to do it still pro. I mean, look what we're using here. This software is great and you could use this software. StreamYard to do your stuff as well. And I'm not sponsored or anything by them. I'm just sharing. So I want to share that with you because I know a lot of my clients I'm talking to are a little concerned as to what are they going to do as we get into this new season of fundraising. Uh, you know, in Atlanta, there's a mass mandate again. So what does that mean? Um, no more fear. Let's get ahead of this. There's a way to do that. So if you want some free consultation, contact your auctioneer. But that's not why you're here. You're here because it's time for Coffee Connections. Let's go ahead and talk about today's guest. We've got Kate Cradiville with uh, She's the site director for Horizons Atlanta. Now, for over eight years, Kate has enjoyed working in the Atlanta nonprofit sector. Uh, she's the site director, as I mentioned, uh, over at the Horizons Atlanta at Holy Innocence Cold. I always pronounce the name wrong. I, I really got to work on my name pronunciation. But anyway, Horizons Atlanta is a six-week summer learning experience that supports students from underserved communities throughout the K-12 academic careers. Now, Horizons Atlanta um, is well. I'm gonna let I'm gonna, you know I'm gonna let her tell you all about it because I can read and read. But Kate's got an interesting background. She's uh, and she was just telling me about how she came from the sports world uh, and was working with nonprofits there and now is fully invested in them. So let's bring Kate to the program. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program. Kate, let's go ahead and click this button and welcome her. Hey, Seth. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Uh, I'm good. It's summertime and I'm happy. Um, summertime is iced coffee season, but <laughs> are you a coffee drinker? So I'm actually a tea gal, um, so I'm really not so much into the caffeinated beverages, but I do really enjoy like an herbal mint uh, tea, so that's my Interesting. Choice. You yeah. know, my last guest on Tuesday was also a tea drinker. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and change it. Let me change coffee. It's tea time it's with tea time. Kate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, now they're going to think might, we're a golfing show. Well, and I might spill the tea, right? So uh. you never know. <laughs> well, how would you spill it? What would you spill it out of? Do you have a Do you have a tea mug? Well, I, I do. It's uh, a Holy Innocence Episcopal School where Episcopal, I work. That's it. Yes, Episcopal, as in Holy Innocence Episcopal School and the, the church. Um, so that's where we work, and that's where we have our Horizon site. Um, but it, it's a little kind of. Um, exciting because we're actually one of uh horizon sites 
in uh, one of 10 in Metro Atlanta. So I'm the site director here at the Holy Innocence Episcopal School location, but we have um, other sites throughout Metro Atlanta. We actually just uh, had the Galloway School join us. Ah, they had their first summer. Cool. We're down at Woodward, we're at Georgia Tech. So we're kind of we're everywhere and we're growing. Well, I'm gonna we're gonna we're not gonna do the coffee chat because you don't drink coffee. I don't even know how you how you don't like your beans or like your beans. But what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna hand the mic over to you. Uh, can you go ahead and tell everyone about Horizons and and yeah. give us a explain who, who we're talking with and what is it that you do? Yeah, so Horizons is a national nonprofit organization, five hundred one c three. Came about in the 1960s in uh, Connecticut. Um, in 1999, we found ourselves here in Atlanta at Holy Innocence Episcopal School. And uh, from there, a few uh, years later, um, we actually became a, a region. So Atlanta, uh, Horizons Atlanta is its own region. And I'm supported by that office and obviously the school here. Um, so kind of partnering with both kind of organizations, the school and then the 501c3, which is Horizons. And um, we have been here then for 22 years now. So we've been serving um, underserved, um, under-resourced students, uh, K-8, um, although we do have some high school programming, not every Horizon site does, but we do because we're a fully mature site here. Um, and it is really awesome. Um, summer enrichment, academic recovery, a lot of social emotional learning that does separate us from some of the other, I think, education nonprofits that the academics um, is very important, but so is social emotional learning and self-esteem and feeling good about yourself um, and, and self-awareness and all of that good stuff. So um, I have been with the organization since 2018 and it is wonderful. It's a labor of love. Um, we just wrapped up our summer program a couple of weeks ago, um, and then we'll eventually move into some of our school year uh, programming, which will begin in October. Um, but whereas a lot of teachers are, you know, kind of coming back and they're they're ready to begin, we just wrapped um, our program. And I have to tell you, Seth, I really miss the kiddos already. <laughs> I bet. Um... Tell me more about this. So this, okay, uh, academic recovery and social emotional learning. Can you break those down a little bit more for us? Yeah. So we see that a lot of students um, they they have learning loss over the summer, and it's a phenomenon called the summer slide. So for any um, parents or you know former students out there, which I guess we all were one at one point, right? Um, what you learn throughout the course of the school year, once you kind of come to the summer and you're not really in the classroom setting, um, you typically don't remember everything you would learn during that school year, right? And so that's really called that summer slide where we see that students who are, are more underserved or disadvantaged, um, they actually lose more because they're not necessarily um, attending camps or attending, attending uh, enrichment programs, right? Or, or going to museums. Um, you know, things that are still going to kind of stimulate the brain and, and kind of informal learning. And so really the goal of Horizons, and why I call it kind of academic recovery, especially with COVID, right, is that we want to make sure that our kids do not 
lose what they had learned, that they're prepared to go into that next um, school year and they feel confident and they've kind of refreshed um, and they've been in an academic setting. And our results really speak for themselves. We're, we're very proud to say that um, on average, we see about two to three months of growth um, in terms of reading and math. And we pre and post test our students at all horizons sites nationwide and certainly in Atlanta. And we're able to see that in just about 30 days of instruction, our students are gaining about two to three months. Um, so it's a really incredible model and it's very results um, driven. Yeah. Well, what does a day, a typical day look like? I mean, is it like a school day or are we talking like a camp day with sports? What, tell us a little bit more about that. And sure. also how many students you are, are you know, going to be involved in that? Yeah, yeah. So we serve 135 K through eight students here, um, different sites that are different, you know, maturity level. We have a fully mature program meeting. We've been around for at least eight, nine years. So we've kind of seen those kids through. We have about 135 um, at our campus. Um, but they're actually we serve about a thousand in the region um, in Metro Atlanta, which is which is really really great and very exciting. But what does a typical day look like? Okay, so it's really not school and it should not feel like school. However, our staff is made up of teachers. And in the morning, we have a 90 um, minute academic block. So we are doing some remediation, we're doing math, we're doing STEM, we're doing, um, you know, small group, uh, you know, projects, and we're reading and kind of doing all the things that one might do in you know an elementary school or middle school setting but there isn't really the pressure in terms of there are no pop quizzes there is no homework and and we really want to make it it fun what i'll tell you is that we are not a camp although a lot of our students do refer to horizons as their camp which is fine because camp typically implies a lot of fun. And so if they see Horizons as the sum, uh, or fun summer kind of learning experience, and that's great. And we're like, yeah, you know, camp. But it's so much more than that because it does have that academic component, the social emotional learning component. And when I talk about social emotional learning, being able to kind of identify your feelings, being able to kind of pause and say, you know, why am I feeling a little, you know, angry or a little um, down today, right? And and what we've been able to do um, with with that is really kind of mitigate some behavioral issues that we do have check-ins with our kids that kind of post where they're feeling in the beginning of the day, at the end of the day on something called a mood meter. And so everyone comes in and they kind of say, okay, how's everyone feeling today? And they're able to kind of express, you know, how they're doing. So as you can imagine, it's a great tool for our teachers to use, um, especially in, in terms of behavioral, um, you know, kind of support. Oh, sorry about that. I was on mute. Um, no, that that's that's awesome. So it gets me thinking, though, uh, uh, on a lot. So, how does one qualify to be uh, to attend this, and then how do they enroll? 
So that's a very interesting question because I think a lot of people, and I hope people, the more they kind of hear about Horizons, they might think to themselves, oh my goodness, you know, I would love for my, my child, you know, to attend this program. Really, it is, it is recommend, uh, recommendation by recommendation. Um, we start to enroll in kindergarten and then those kindergartners are supposed to see their way through at least the eighth grade. Um, and that's the model. And so when we're taking new students, we, we, don't, we don't look for the students who maybe are the best and brightest in the sense that you know school or kindergarten came very easy to them. We actually look for some students who might be a little bit behind. Um, you know, children who express curiosity, who are, um, you know, like to learn, but maybe they're just, you know, a little bit more behind grade level than they should be. Those are the types of students that we reach out to our partner schools mm -hmm. and we uh, work with that administration and the teachers there and say, hey, who would be a good fit for Horizons? And, you know, we've been here for 22 years. So we have wonderful relationships with our feeder schools and the teachers there. And we kind of work with them. Um, and so sadly, it is not something that you can sign your child up for, um, but you really have to to qualify and, and the other part of the, the qualification would be that you have to be eligible for a free and reduced lunch. Mm -hmm. And so uh, there's no cost then, it's all, it's all subsidized. Yes, so there's a very, very small parent fee, um, but really it is all subsidized. And from in my background, before I kind of came to, to this line of work, I had been working for an organization that worked in the childhood hunger space. And what I can tell you is one of the things that I was um, most happy to see that Horizons does uh, when I first came on board in 2018 is that we make sure that we provide very nutritious breakfast and lunch and snack meals every day. And in summer, in, in so many ways, can be a very critical time for children in the sense that they're not necessarily getting that guaranteed meal, um, that mm -hmm. free, or reduce, uh, free or reduced lunch meal um, that they would in uh, school. And we also see that that's when they they lose a lot of learning. So they're, they're really kind of in a vulnerable state sometimes. Sometimes mm -hmm. our, our students are, and um, Horizons is really there to make sure that you know, they're, they're being taken care of and they have everything they need to um, succeed. So with the summer slide, it makes me wonder if um, uh, year-round schooling is kind of like one of the solutions that people put to it. Although on the flip side, you know, I was a sleepaway camp kid and I would hate <laughs> to give that up. And, <laughs> you know, so uh, I mean, I'm not saying I'm pro or con, but, uh, but is, is, that some, is that one of the reasons that they consider year-round schooling? I can't speak to year-round schooling, but I think the, the, the research shows that it is very beneficial for any student, any child to be in an enrichment setting. But that can mm -hmm. kind of, you know, look um, different, you know, for different kind of, you know, you know, folks, right? And so for a lot of um, students, they are privileged enough to go to sleepaway camp. I went to sleepaway camp. I went to day camps. And so you're still having those enriching experiences. But again, um, you know, what we found is that there's just so much loss, but it's so much more prevalent with more disadvantaged students that that's why we're here at Horizons to kind of curb that summer slide and make sure they get what they need. But I will say 
We do have a lot of fun. We go bowling. We go swimming twice a week. We do a lot of fun field trips. So that's why yeah. the, the students yeah. see it as camp, right? Because, yeah, we do academics in the morning, which is very important. Yeah. But we make sure to have a lot of fun. Yeah. And what about this yeah, during the school year stuff? What what's, what is that yeah. more of like a tutoring program or what's that like? So what we what we found is that we really want to have a lot of continuity um, with our students throughout the, the course of the year that, you know, seeing us kind of just in the summer for six weeks, it's just not enough. And I think we want that connection. I personally want that connection with my students, our teachers do, and so do our families. And so what we um, have decided to do, and this is going back quite a few years now, is we have something called Saturday Schools, um, where once a month we will have um, a Saturday school in the morning. Kids get dropped off at 8.30. We dismiss at noon, and a couple of our teachers or a few of our teachers will come back and kind of do some lessons. And again, hands-on, fun learning, mm -hmm. um, STEAM projects, uh, STEAM exercise, which the kids love all ages, right? Kind of getting their hands dirty and all of that. And uh, we have that once a month. And so it's just kind of a, mm. enough of a kind of a touch point, right? Yeah. To let them know that we're, we're still here and that we, um, you know, we really value that relationship all year long. Oh, that's awesome. Now there's cost to all this. Where does, where do y'all get your funds from? Is it, is this a government subsidy? Like what, where's the, um, yeah, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. So in terms of the Horizons Atlanta kind of regional model, they have their own fundraising. We have their own director of development. In terms of uh, being at the site levels, the site director, I also have kind of my work cut out for me in terms of mm -hmm. the amount of money that we are to raise as a site. I will say, and I really, I, I'm very sincere the Holy Innocence Episcopal School community is one of the most generous communities I've ever been a part of. Um, the Not only is the administration wonderful and supportive, the parents um, who send their kids here, you know, to school are so involved and so giving um, and, and just so supportive of the work we do that as someone who's been in development for quite a while, it really is it's very heartwarming and it's very, um, it really makes us feel very connected to the school and to the parents. And so I will say that the majority of our funds do come from individual donors. Um, we have some uh, grants and some family foundations and civic organizations that are very supportive of us, but a lot of our dollars really come from individuals. And some of the, the, the kind of a nice, part about what we do here at the uh, at the Holy Innocence location is that upper school students who attend Holy Innocence Episcopal School for high school, right? They volunteer in the program as mm. teacher helpers. So I, as you can imagine, um, I love and really enjoy working with these volunteers. They're, you know, teenagers who really want to give back and make a difference. Um, and what I found based off a lot of the college recommendations that I helped to write, right, is that this program means so much more to those students than one might think. Um, and so it's a very mutual um, mm -hmm. beneficial relationship and partnership in the sense that the students here get a lot out of it and they really make the experience for a lot of our students who, you know, fourth grader might really connect with a junior in high school who's a volunteer and it's just a very kind of special 
connection. So we're fortunate that a lot of our supporters, um, they're parents of, of current students here. Hmm, that's awesome. And folks, you can make a donation too. You can go to heis.org slash campus hyphen life slash horizons. Uh, I suggest you go there and check out all the stuff that they've got going on over there. Um, let's see, I had another question that came to mind. And that is, I'm so curious. Uh, and you know, we're with the pandemic and whatnot, through the pandemic, was there uh innovative way that you did you did something new and innovative with fundraising that now you're like hey you know like you pulled thirty thousand dollars out of thin air <laughs> and they're like well i don't have to let that go we can still keep this revenue stream i'm just yeah i figured i'm gonna start asking my uh my guests that i'm curious if there's anything you'd like to share so in terms of fundraising again we have been pretty consistent because of the generosity of the school and kind of the partnership that we have so we're very fortunate that we really didn't take a hit in terms of innovation you know we are fortunate that we really don't have to kind of do a lot of um, events that the reputation at the program here at the school um, it kind of speaks for itself. And like I said, for a lot of those uh, students who volunteer, it becomes a big part of their high school experience. Um, and so, as you can imagine, you know, that translates nicely into them support for the program. Um, what I will say wasn't so much that we had to uh, be innovative in terms of the fundraising, but as you can imagine, last summer, we were not on campus, right? Mm -hmm. And so we sure. were virtual and we had some surprise expenses in the sense that I I, I went out and got as many iPads that were needed, right? So uh -huh, that our, yeah. our students could connect with us on Zoom as you know, most um, education, you know, nonprofits would have had to do that as well. But really in terms of the pandemic and fundraising and all of that, our, our expenses were less because we weren't on campus, right? And so we weren't doing field trips and we weren't spending, um, you know, mm -hmm. there weren't costs with transportation, right? Yeah. So uh, transportation is a huge, huge expense. Really the most important one because if we can't get students here, then we don't have a program. Right. Um, so it wasn't so much innovation in terms of Fundraising, our model kind of um, held steady, but I will say that some of the costs then did decline because we did not have a typical program. So what about um, those lunches? You mentioned food was so important. Mm -hmm. Were you getting food out to folks? So this that? is where we were a little bit more creative and innovative is that we already had, we you know, we budget every year to have, um, you know, two meals a day plus a snack for six weeks. So in addition to transportation, food costs are kind of the second biggest expense, right? And so we already had this, um, you know, cost budgeted. And what we did and what we kind of made the decision is that we wanted to make sure that our students would still be provided those meals, but it was gonna have to look a little different. So what I did in the pandemic, I totally masked up, I had to Kroger, and we got a lot of Kroger gift cards and public oh, yeah. gift cards and grocery gift cards. And we had a couple events where it was kind of like a drive-by, right? And the 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 um, the parents kind of came and we kind of gave out not only just the gift cards, but uh, the school supplies, right? Uh -huh. So they could kind of follow along at home on the iPad and all of that. So we did make sure to kind of uh dispense the those grocery store gift cards and i think a lot of the other 
Horizons Atlanta sites did the same thing too. That's awesome. Now, I mean, did you do anything where you like gave them ingredients and then did a Zoom cooking class? <laughs> so I don't think we did any cooking classes. I mean, Peanut we butter? did. We did, Jelly. right, right. We we definitely did some fun um, Steam events, kind of, you know, uh-huh. remotely. Oh, yeah, okay. and so yeah. that was that's always kind of fun, and you know, a little bit easier as um, a teacher when you have some classroom control. But uh-huh. considering that was out the window, it was fun to kind of see the kids on Zoom and we post pictures and all of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we made the most of it, and our teachers are very, you know, adaptable, and mm. they are just. Um, they were very committed and they knew that here we are right in the height of this pandemic, but we're going to kind of give it our all. And I just cannot say all I, all I can say is our teachers are truly heroes and they're just amazing. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, well, I'm, I'm glad we're past that. Hopefully you don't go back there. Uh, <laughs> but the lessons that were learned are, 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 you know, they're there forever. So, um, all right, before we go, is there anything that we didn't, do you have something coming up or anything you wanted to share that maybe we, uh, we passed through and you wanted to rehit? Nothing um, that's coming up, except we're really excited to see our kiddos back in October. Right. And we will be, you know, we're masked up. Um, the summer will be masked up for how long? We need to be masked up for right um and we're just really just so thrilled that we were able to kind of have a pandemic program and there was no covid this summer so that's yeah. like a site director's dream right so we we made it through and it was a great summer awesome well thanks so much for your time but before i let you go i ask every one of my guests to recommend another guest and is there an atlanta innovator in the nonprofit world that you'd like to recommend for coffee connections there is Seth. So um, an organization that I've been involved with in terms of volunteer um, is an organization called Kate's Club, and it is a grief-based organization for children who have lost a parent or a sibling. And I would like to nominate my friend Lisa Amen, who's also a Horizons Atlanta board member, who's their ED there at Kate's Club, um, just a super smart, bright nonprofit leader and i think she would be uh an excellent next guest awesome well we welcome her and we thank you so much uh enjoy the rest of your day and enjoy get some, you know like you get you get a little summertime now for yourself so yeah. enjoy it get out there kayak do whatever you do <laughs> um once again thank you kate enjoyed chatting with you and folks we'll be back uh when are we going to be back let's see uh we're taking tuesday off uh but thursday the 12th zoo atlanta yeah zoo atlanta excited to talk to them uh and then again with jacob deaton the musician sweet deep on the program on the 24th with a big announcement uh and more to come in the fall so uh thanks everyone have a great whatever it is for